Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Now launching SECQB in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have lift off. All right, welcome back. New week, new episode on SECQB podcast presented by Believe. I'm Riley Sinder, joined by our main host, Mr. Zach Mettenberger. What's up, fellas? And our great producer, Mr. Alex Carta. He's got the monkey tambourines. You changed them. (laughs) Where'd the monkey go that was attached to those? I'm right here, man. He's got it. It's a new (laughs) instrument every week. I love it. Uh, We're back again this week reviewing some great SEC ball. Looking forward to some new games this weekend. We're into the meat of the schedule. We've got some hot takes. We've got some recapping to do. But first of all, we got to give a shout out to our new partner, betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, baseball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for this 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Zach, getting back to last week, brother. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the swirly the swirly slate. It has to come first this week because we've got some differentiating factors here. What happened? Who who, who went down? Just go ahead and admit. Yeah, jump on that yeah, sword. <laughs> S- swirly bowl, swirly bowl is not looking good for old Met show. Um, I lost. I, I missed four this week. Picking with my heart's really starting <laughs> to backfire, but I'm okay with that. But I've missed thirteen so far this nine season. Misses you guys are to tied thirteen with misses. Nine. And uh, yeah, it looks like those were y'all were split on UK and Mississippi State was where y'all tied up at. So who'd you miss? If you don't mind, if you don't mind listing out LSU, your misses, I'd Missouri, like to hear those. Ole Miss in Florida, roll tide. That's fair. Those were some deep. Those were some deep shots you took there. Uh, you know, I I don't do much research and. I am who I am. I, I pick teams I like. You you own it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. If you know, if you can't admit that you're uneducated, you know, I don't want to name <laughs> names out there in the <laughs> podcasting and ESPN sports reporting worlds. But if you're uneducated, just say it. People still like your voice and your opinion. Hopefully, anyways. Sure. So there you go, people. Don't ever fact check me because I'm full of crap most <laughs> of the time, anyways. At least you're honest. So recap, buddy, Arkansas, Georgia. And I think the only thing you can take away from that game is that Georgia is really yeah, good. Yeah, their defense is scary. I mean, they threw the ball like 12 times. JT is still... He didn't play. Yeah, JT Daniels was out again. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's it doesn't matter every which week. quarterback so, they play. You know, I got one yeah. for the Magic 8 ball. Can you whip it out there? Wow, this is early. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. this. Ooh. It's kind of hot. I don't, you know, and this is, I don't know how I can phrase this, but let's say JT Daniels is back this week healthy. I want to ask the eight ball, will he finish the season healthy? Because it's really starting to starting to matter for, for those guys, right? Getting deep into the season. So will JT Daniels finish the season healthy? 
Contacting the Oracle. Paul says, reply hazy, try again. Well, I mean, like, I, feel like, I feel like that's kind of spot on. I with guess, but like, shake that sucker up one more time. It, <laughs> nah, don't do that. We'll, we'll leave it at that. The, we'll get a second The opinion. eight balls, you know, he's he's like the Lord, right? He's very... He's undefeated he's so far, vague. yeah. He wants you to uh, interpret what he says. But, um, I mean, that's going to be the the thing for Georgia, right? Obviously, they're they're good in a lot of phases of football, and they could probably win in those phases. But, you, you know, you need a trigger man. And at some point, there's going to be a moment where they need a guy that's got to get them a tough third down. And, uh, you know, I don't know if, you know, number 13 is that guy. So JT, with all the hype and everything that's been put around him in the preseason, you know, he's kind of underperformed. And, and you know, not saying that's just his fault because it's not performance-based, but the number one of ability is availability. So uh, until he's healthy and out there throwing it, you know, he hasn't really lived up to the hype so far. So... I'm looking forward to seeing him get back and, uh, you know, really seeing, you know, what the total package for the dogs is. Stetson Bennett obviously got the job done this week against Arkansas. And the, the difference between JT and Stetson is uh, Bennett, thir- he can get the job done with his legs. Um, he can extend plays. He can pick up a four or five yards for a first down where he needs to um, against these defenses they've played so far. I mean, Arkansas is the best team. Now that we know how bad Clemson is, Arkansas is the best team they've played so far this season, in my opinion. Um, And they were able to route them. Arkansas's defense did not show up. They got their ass whooped the entire game in the trenches. Stetson was able to get the job done with his legs as much as he was his arms. But, I mean, his arm. But, I mean, look, dude, their O-line, their running game is so damn good. Who cares if the quarterback can run, you know? Sure. Well, no, I'm just – Stetson ain't – he ain't converting a third and 12 against Bama. That's what I'm saying. championship, you know? That's what I was getting at. Is that so, here's the deal? He can hey, run. Well, shit, all, shit or get off the pot there, Riley. Hurry up and get to it. <laughs> God, tough crowd. Swirling. <laughs> yeah, he's just bitter because he's got a swirly coming. He's yeah, already, yeah, he's swirly. already got his hoodie up. But yeah, swirly. that's what I was getting at, Zach. I appreciate you finishing my sentence. Yes, oh, Stetson Bennett's a great running back, but can he get the job done <laughs> against a better defense and throw the football? We'll find out. On to the next one, Zach. You picked Missouri. Let's talk about that game. I think that's the most. I think that's the most points Tennessee has scored on an SEC team in 15 years. I don't know that. That's a guesstimate fact there, but that that's the most I've seen them score against an SEC team since I was alive. I mean, I, I know Tennessee fans are definitely super thrilled. Um, Heupel's definitely got to be like, "What could have been if I was started Hooker the whole time?" I mean, dude's got 10 touchdowns and what seems what like two and a half games that he's played. So they definitely got something cooking there. Uh, surprised about Missouri, man. Definitely thought they were going to come out and uh, fight a little bit better. But, Jesus, their defense just is still a Big 12 defense, I reckon. Well, and I was surprised how well Tennessee ran the football. They had uh, two two touchdown runs over 80 yards, one being 95 or 96 yards, split by two different running backs, small and gray. If Tennessee can continue to run the football, they've got enough talent with Hooker and – weapons on the edge to where they can score some points on some people. So like, look at, I mean, I'm not predicting Tennessee to win the East or anything crazy like that, but watch them to spoil another game or two. Yeah. And, and they're going to be entertaining. Yeah. I mean, you know, Heupel with his background, Oklahoma, UCF. Now he's got some dudes from, you know, the Southeastern United States. So 
Watch out for Tennessee. Yeah, I told I told a buddy of mine, the same guy I referred to who's my Tennessee fan, I told him this week, I said, man, look, recruiting comes with points. So you, you see some big plays busted like that in the running game and the passing game. That that that's how you hone in recruits and that's what hype that's all hypo needs to grow this program is keep getting recruits, have talent on the inside and the outside, protect his quarterback, have a guy that's a dual threat guy, and you're gonna continue to see. I mean, this is the second game this year, I think. That Tennessee's put up more than sixty points. The last time they did that, Jesus was a baby. They're not, you know, this this is this is unknown to Tennessee fans. So uh, they've got a lot to be excited about. Speaking of recruits, talk about your your roll tighters and Ole Miss. Kiffin giving all that guff all week about how they got better recruits. Then he mic drops, get your popcorn ready, and then. Yeah, didn't really need the popcorn. Yeah, the popcorn the popcorn <laughs> was a necessity. They did come out. Ole Miss got the ball first. You know, I, I, I expected Ole Miss to cover that game. It was 14 and a half points was the spread. I thought Ole Miss would keep it within that. They came out and they had a seven and a half, eight minute drive to start the game. They got the ball first and drove it down Alabama's throat, converted on three fourth downs, and then went for it on – fourth and one at the six yard line didn't get that one um and then it was all you know said and done from there so it's just it's it's so funny because like every time Saban has played one of his ex guys right and he's undefeated against all his ex guys which we completely didn't even acknowledge right but saw it during the game and we're always like when he plays a guy they're like oh well you know like this week Kevin knows what Saban does he's got him it's like nah it's the other way around Saban's got all these guys pegged. Nobody can get Saban down. Nobody knows what that guy's doing. He's 70 years old and still keeping you on your toes. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable what that guy does. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, how can you bet against those suckers now? You know? Jesus. But, you know, as soon as you say that, you know, it's just just hard. It's hard to gauge. Alabama played a pristine game. That was their thing is they didn't commit as many penalties as they had in previous games against lesser opponents. And you know how that goes, Zach. I mean, you get there's certain games you get up for and there's certain games you, you sleep on. And, and Alabama was ready to play that game. They weren't going to let, you know, another top 10 SEC team come in or top 15 SEC team come in and beat them at home. And they proved it. And Brian Robinson, without, without B-Rob, the running back for Alabama, four touchdowns. I mean, that's – son of a gun ran harder than anybody in the country last week and just he he had more yards after contact than i think any anybody did in the past two weeks combined and so it's, and that quarterback still has 17 touchdowns on the year yeah and like one pick yeah so ah, efficiency is the name of the game yeah Tuscaloosa. running down south carolina beat troy but they didn't handle them we all won that pick i think they might take yeah troy? Yeah, no, no one took Troy. Okay, good. You picked uh, Kentucky over Florida. That was a big, uh, big get yeah, for you. Yeah, the Mark Mark Stoops train. I told you I wasn't leaving it. I was honestly the, the my prediction in my head picking Kentucky had this game more like thirty one to twenty eight or thirty one to twenty seven. I'm surprised that Florida didn't do more offensively than they did. Uh, I was impressed with Kentucky's defense, though. They played a sound game. They just did they, – they kind of took away the big – they took away the big play. They took away the opportunity for a big play, if, if that makes any sense. They took away a couple of their big playmakers. They kind of contained EJ the whole game and uh, made them run the football, and they trusted the meat of their defense to, to defend that. Obviously, they had a, a – 
what ended up being a game differentiator was a blocked field goal return for 70 yards. That was huge. Unheard of. Yeah. I mean, that was huge. And so, but their offense, their offense was kind of, yeah. You know, Levis didn't play great. They scored one drive. But again, that's football, right? You got to win out two out of three phases. Sure. And, uh, well, in a game like that, you know, that's one of those games where you kind of rely on, or you don't rely on, but you expect the differentiator to be the third phase of the football game, the special teams. The you differentiator know? was, and if I would have known this, I would have changed my freaking pick. But your homie, Waka Flocka, led out Kentucky. I saw that. And I didn't then know he that stormed was the field. Either. If I knew that sucker was going to be with those dudes, I would have picked them 10 times. That's out of my 10. guy. Me and too. That's my Sunday, guy. Dude. Do you? Okay. Of course you remember. But That's my guy. One time, folks, we were uh, at Riley's house in Tuscaloosa and we were uh, having a good time. And Waka Flocka's song came on. And right when the beat dropped, Riley punched uh, the light out by the front door and glass went everywhere and needless to say the party was started extra hot that night and we had a great time that is how you drop a beat man no i doubt. just the amount of light bulbs that you and your brother probably went through walk smack that's my guy and i got to meet him and go on stage with him and then it made it worse yeah he definitely remembers you <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Kentucky's a team to look out for. Uh, the Stoops era is. Um, it's, it's live. Something. It's not. Yeah. It's not flashy, but they're winning right now. So right, keep right. an eye out for them. Uh, Mississippi State, Tamu, uh, like Georgia is good. We concluded that with all of our uh, rationale. Uh, I think we could say that Texas A&M is equally as bad. I mean, did yeah. anybody see this coming this year? They're like. The dark horse, not really that dark of a horse, but oh, national championship. Who they're going to be the team in the West, and here we are. I think that you know it comes down to as far as all that preseason hype. I feel like they, I know we're the, we're without uh, Haynes King, and so I don't know how much of a difference maker he was, but he wasn't that impressive yeah. to me in the first couple of weeks where he got hurt. I mean, look, dude, Bryce Young, same age as that guy. Yeah, I just I I, I don't know. So I, was I, never, I didn't think he was, you know, again, we didn't see a great body of work from the guy. He got hurt. But, I mean, in the same amount of snaps, we saw that Bryce Young was a dude, right? And Texas A&M, again, if you want to be that team, you got to have a trigger man. And A&M just does not have that. And they don't have a lot of other things yet, it seems. But, you know, if anybody can do it, Jimbo's the guy. If you want to play quarterback the right way, recruits, you want to play in the SEC, Texas A&M is a great school to look at. They need a trigger man. Go check it out. No doubt. I mean, defense is still good. Mississippi State did what I thought. I, I had A&M winning that game, but Mississippi State just kind of came out and asserted dominance, if you will. Dude, you cover know? one eye. Yeah, I'm a pirate. I mean, Mike Leach, let's go. <laughs> all right, t- all right, Zach, explain that. So, because I I know what you're talking about. Explain that to our listeners. Where was the difference maker in that game for Mike Leach? Well, how did he out coach Texas A&M? Well, I didn't watch in depth like that. I saw a few few snaps, few clips, few drives, but I didn't watch in depth like that. Um, I do know they look like all the great teams that he's had at uh, Texas Tech and Washington State. They're completing a lot, and people think, oh, they just throw the ball, but again. Their short stuff is their run game. Just, they, are, they are 
they are doing well at that. You know, Rogers is doing what, you know, Harold did, what Minshew did, what all the, you know, those quarterbacks put big numbers and that's taking the easy one. And well, uh, they're uh, dinking and diving is what, you know, that's, that's you, the thing. So that's how you beat a, That's how you beat a sleep. You right. roll the defense to sleep. Cause look and, on defense, they, they, they are excited that you only gain four yards on a play. They are sure. pumped about it. They think that's when guys, three plays, 10 yards, math is hard. So we'll yeah. take four plays, four yards <laughs> you, play. you take four yards of play every day of the week and they're dinking and diving. And, and Texas A&M is a blitz defense. They're, they're a front heavy, heavy defense always have been like under Jimbo. They always have been. And that's great and all, but that all that does is that executes against the run. Mississippi state ran the ball when they had to, but other than that, they're dinking and diving running pass plays that are still like running plays pretty much, but you're spread, you're spreading out a guy. You, you understand when two defensive ends are crashing, they're blitzing a middle linebacker and they're spying with a corner. They're going to run a dink and dive play, a screen or a quick hitch or whatever it might be for three or four yards. They threw the ball damn near 60 times this game. They threw 59 passes. I mean, that is, that is spreading it out. You know what I'm saying? That that's, that's, that sounds like what LSU wants to be right now. Doesn't it? It does, and LSU did did well for three quarters. They, I, I disagree with their fourth quarter play calling, having a lead, but yeah, they they want to do that. But that is that is Mike Leach. That's what he's all. That's been what he's known for. It doesn't always work, but against a defense, Texas A and M is still like a. Um, they're they're still kind of trapped in a 2010 to 2015 era of playing defense before SEC ball started spreading it out. And it's hard to catch up in that style of defense when you're bringing, when you're stacking the box and you're bringing guys, uh, whether they're weak side or strong side, you're bringing extra guys. All it takes is one check down and a quick little dunk and dive. Zach, you can attest to that. And uh, you can, you can buy time and you can chip away at four yards of play, like you just said. And three times four is 12. That's more than the 10 you need. <laughs> so I was impressed with Mississippi State getting the job done. That's a hard place to play. Alabama goes there this week. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Game the of the week, UConn, UConn Vanderbilt. Game of the week. Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. I dude, I told you guys that ended up being a sweet game. Yeah, man. you called that. Right. That really It was 30 to 28. I didn't watch a lick it of it. It was just pissing in Nashville. <laughs> It was, was it, wet. Was it rainy? Seals oh, yeah. Seals was still, I mean, he had some sketch plays where ball just kind of soap dished on him, but man, he dealt some stinking balls, dude, in the rain. It was awesome. Well, I did see where both quarterbacks threw more, had more passing attempts this game than they had in any game all year. So I was like, wow, probably, that's impressive. Probably all their games combined all year, honestly. I mean, uh, Seals actually, you know, and again, I haven't watched all of Andy's games, but, you know, they're talking about you know, and if you look, he threw forty. He threw forty passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he made a lot of progress last year as a freshman. Played a lot, and he hadn't really made that step yet. You know, this was kind of the game again. It was UConn, not a great competitive team, but this is kind of the step that they were looking for out of him. And uh, yeah, man, in the rain, weatherproof. He he played well, man. So I'm not saying Vandy's going to go anywhere and beat anybody this year, but gosh dang it, that UConn game was awesome. Yeah, well, no. I mean, honestly, we talked about their number, his numbers last week, and they were just so deflating. He went in this game. He went twenty-seven of forty for three hundred and thirty-three yards with two touchdowns and a pick. I mean, that that matches his numbers up to that point in the season, like his overall season numbers. It either matches or or beats him. I mean, it might be 
beat his overall yards. Yeah, so he definitely I, listens to the show, and he knows that you're a hater. So he's like, I got. Yeah, I guess so. I I'm that like, bald son of a bitch off my back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if he said that, then I'm not a fan still. <laughs> All right. Then that leads to our last recap: Auburn, LSU, man. Zach, let's talk about it, man. What happened? I don't know, dude. It's just. Is it because is it because King was on the show last week? Did he will that into existence? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like bad juju having him on here talking about the <laughs> four season. Definitely. Yeah, I'm never having it's, a guy. Let's on boil this it down. It was it was Vince Vaughn's fault. It was hundred percent fault. Hundred percent on Vince Vaughn. If you um, can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yeah, but you can't dodge Degum, the War Eagle Plainsman. They'll kick your ass at home. Well, I said the same thing. I said that Bo Nix is – I've been saying this all year, that his uh, Achilles heel is playing in big games on the road, and it's true. I mean, Auburn hadn't won in Death Valley since I, – I, I can't remember when. It was before the 2000s, and uh, I didn't expect that to happen. Bo Nix made some of those crazy Auburn plays where he runs – 140 yards sideline to sideline in the backfield and dodges seven or eight tackles and then completes one across his body in the corner pylon. And it's like, how? Um, but LSU had the lead going into the fourth quarter. I, I disagreed with some of the offensive play calls, but a lot of that was a lot of that comeback was out of their hands. It was a lot of that leprechaun stuff that Auburn's good at doing. Like, I'm a quarterback, love throwing the ball as much as the next guy. Just love it, right? But that's that's not, you know, the ingrained culture at LSU. And it's it's just kind of disappointing to see that Max Johnson was like our leading rusher again, in attempts at least. I just I'm just ready for us to uh at some point we gotta blend Yeah, establish a, a running game. We gotta again. do something, yeah. guys. We can't we can't run the ball ten times with running backs and eleven times with our our six five, two hundred and twenty pound baby deer back there. <laughs> I mean, look, Max is an athlete. He makes plays, but like, he's no Emory. You know, he's no Jordan Jefferson, right? Like, no, it's not, yeah, that's not him. He can sit back there and deal for sure. But let's make it a little bit easier for him. Let's get some run. Let's get some play action. Let's do more than just back in the flat and single receiver on a corner or whatever. You know, so I'm ready for them to evolve. And uh, you know, I know a lot of my friends are are just mashing the panic button. There's a lot of uh, a lot of smoke in Baton Rouge right now, and I know firefighters down there are trying to keep the flames from uh, burning the whole place down behind closed doors. So we'll see. They got a they got another another sleeper tough one this week. So we'll see what happens. I got a question for the eight ball, Carter. Let's hear it. Will Ed Orgeron be the head coach for LSU next year? Contacting the Oracle. Outlook not so good. Yeah, I agree with that, eight ball. I think it's time. I mean, does not lie. It's tough. It's it's tough down there. I mean, that's all we can say. That's it's just tough, man. It is tough. It's tough. Twenty nineteen seems like you know. Here's the thing, too, is you got Derek Stingley out probably for the year. He's he's oh yeah, he's he checked out, dude. He's ready for he's. He's, he's going to have to have a sur- awards. He's, he's well, he's going to have to have a sur- He's going to have to have a minor surgery. But like, yeah, what's the so point what's, of him what's coming the point back? Of coming back, it's minor. I'll yeah. pull Jamar Chase. See you you're going to be a to- yeah. You're going to be a top ten pick. Just hang out there. But um, next man up. That's LSU. Next man up. I just I just don't see it working. 
I know a certain guy that'd be a good hire as head coach down there. Me? Uh, Alex Carter. <laughs> Carter, Carter, Carter. <laughs> Joe Brady. I think you bring Joe Brady back. Yeah, he want, so, nah, he's, he's going to be an NFL head guy. That's what he's waiting for. No, he's gonna have to wait longer, but we'll talk about that on another time. That uh, might we'll be see. that might be our that might be our off season topic. Yeah. We can get uh, to look the at, NFL if you want. We can do that. We can totally but do we should that. probably get on to week six. We are dragging ass here. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into our week six pick 'em. Kind of talk game quick storylines. And yeah, game of, game of the week, Vanderbilt, Florida. Game of the week. <laughs> In the swamp, doors. Had the doors bikes. ever won at the swamp? When was the last time they won at the swamp? Uh, I, don't, I, I think don't we think got so. close. It had to be in like the James Franklin era if we did. If we did. Yeah, I'm going to say probably in the 60s. I'm going to take Florida at home. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, the game of the week, again, in my opinion, is Arkansas at Ole Miss, and it's 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. game again. I feel bad for these guys because they're – well, no one obviously, no one that sets those schedules for two right. Yeah, expected no. the success. Well, I know that. I know that. I'm just saying, I feel bad. It's that that that's balls falling in that court two weeks in a row. Um, I expect a ton of points in that game. What, I think Arkansas Ole Miss? Ole Miss. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I think See so. See if KJ can get that. I mean, shoot, dude. Hopefully, going against Georgia doesn't just derail your offense, right? And uh, you know, Corral Corral played well. You know, obviously they didn't win. The dude didn't turn it over, right? He didn't do anything wild. He sure he could have played better, yada yada yada. But the dude Alabama's, is yeah, Alabama's defense played good, better than they're good, dude. And the game. dude didn't yeah. shoot himself in the foot, right? No, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's the reason they didn't lose fifty six to seven. So I think I agree. you know he's for sure going to keep putting up numbers. He might not have a turnover, and I'm going to say this: he's going to have five picks this week, and Ole Miss is going to lose, but. That's how it I, goes. I think Ole Miss is gonna gonna get back on track and recover from Bama and beat Arkansas. Do you think they cover the six points? It's Ole Miss is favored six, so it's Ole Miss minus six. No, nah, it might uh, be like three points. I don't, you know, I just I don't get in, caught up into that degenerate stuff right there. I just pick by one. Point. Watch your language. Just one point. Whatever was that money money line to you guys? Yeah, money line. Yeah, money line. I'm taking Ole Miss. Is this is is this game at home for Ole Miss or is yeah this, uh, it's in it's in Oxford yeah so they're back home I'm gonna go with home field advantage I've I've been pretty strong on those picks so far this season keep my head out of a, out of a toilet uh, I'm gonna go Ole Miss too I've got Arkansas I think Arkansas comes back um, you know Arkansas's defeat in this past week against Georgia started with the first drive they had two or three penalties in a row before they ever snapped the football to the quarterback. Uh, they ended up on their five-yard line, some good punting. Every time they got the football, it seemed like they were on their own five-yard line. The, uh, Georgia's defense is the best in the country. There's no question about that. They're filthy. Um, they can never get a spark going. Obviously, there's not many teams that are going to. I think Arkansas comes back this week, kind of redefines themselves, get back to ground zero of where they were momentum-wise. I think Ole Miss kind of compounds misery and gives up points to Arkansas. I like Arkansas in close games right now, so I think this is going to be a close one. I'm taking Arkansas to win and upset Ole Miss. Sounds like a swirly pick for you, bucko. That's all right. I like standing. Uh, I like standing alone. I like taking a lead. Okay. Vanderbilt, okay. Florida. Vanderbilt, Florida. We all taking Florida. I yeah, know we yeah, that's reference that. That's, that's across the board. 
Absolutely. On that one. Uh, LSU, Kentucky. I'm expecting another bluegrass miracle, and LSU is going to pull it out. (laughs) I stay picking with my heart, fellas. Stay picking with my heart. It's an interesting pick, honestly, because Kentucky's coming off a huge emotional win at home. It's hard to get up again, but. You got another night game in Lexington. I told you last week, I'll tell you again, I'm not getting off the Mark Stoops train. So I'm on the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm sticking to it until they lose or buck me. Tough, tough. I've got to, I got to choose one or the other and I can't choose a tie. Um, I'm going to go with LSU. I think, uh, I think they're hungrier for it. Uh, Kentucky did have the big win last, last week. And, and so, like like you said, Riley, they're going to be kind of tuckered. Tuckered? They're going to be a little tuckered? Is that going to be on the on the t-shirt for LSU this week? Or, I mean, uh, for Kentucky? Don't be tuckered. No, it's going to be on the shirt for <laughs> LSU. You can't spell tuckered without UK. Ooh. <laughs> Are you in the t-shirt business, Riley? Dang, man. Fast. Jesus, fast, dude. Is this guy, is this guy uh, comedy writer for Rogan <laughs> over here? <laughs> All right, we got yes. we got the we got the Cox versus the Vols in Tennessee. Um, I like Hooker, dude. Great name, great quarterback. I like Tennessee scoring a lot of points. <laughs> Hooker is going to beat the Cox. <laughs> that sounds like a Florida man headline. <laughs> Florida man. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I mean, I think I, I'm I'm high on Tennessee. Have been all year. Um, I think that they've got the weapons. South Carolina hadn't showed us anything. We talked about it last week. They're good, then they're bad, then they're good, then they're bad. Squeaked away against Troy. Going to Knoxville. These uh, It's 11 a.m. game. These Tennessee fans are fired up. Um, I, I expect a complete packed house in the trash can and uh, Tennessee to win. And I got them covering, too. I think they're going to win by two or three touchdowns. 62 points last week. You, you really can't bet against that and there's going to be so much orange and not a sober person in sight yeah (laughs) i'm gonna pick tennessee too there's going to be more people (laughs) than teeth in that stadium (laughs) 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 ah where you at seth rogan i'm 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 available you can hire me i'm pretty i'm pretty witty buddy All Lord. right, that leads into speaking of toothless bastards, uh, UGA <laughs> versus Auburn. Uh, at Auburn, I mean, I don't know who starts the quarterback for Georgia. Uh, JT, from what I saw, was held out. Uh, beginning who of cares? Practice, right? Who cares? Know, is point. Auburn going to score a point? Is the question? Can Auburn yeah, score? Yeah, true. If you can't score, all you need to, you know, hell, all you need is a safety, and they can yeah. produce that too, or pick six. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah, the dogs the are hard cap. to bet against, man. Like they they got one of those defenses, like the, you know, the 2011, you know, uh, Tide and 11 Tigers. You know, they just have one of those yeah. dominant, just, scary defenses where you're just you go into and you're like, God damn, how are we gonna even score a point, man? How are we gonna get past the 50 yard line here? Uh, yeah, so ten, dogs, dogs on top. Ten of eleven of those guys are going to be NFL players, if not all eleven of them. I mean, it is a filthy defense, as I've said over and over again. In my opinion, I think Georgia's the best team in the country right now. I know they're second to Alabama, but 
Nah, being, they're still I, two, man. Alabama can score points. That's the one thing Georgia, like, yes, Georgia can score points, but again, the quarterback deal, just being a quarterback podcast, yeah. that is the the difference. And it's not saying it's a big difference, but Alabama is still number one in my book. Okay. I mean, I, I just think, de- you know, it's, it's the old the old adage, the old verbiage, defense wins championships. I, I mean, when, you've, when you're when sh- shutting people out, I mean, like Arkansas, it, it, it doesn't matter how many points you can score. It, you just have to score more than the other team. I don't. I don't see Auburn score. If Auburn scores more than ten points in this game, I'll be shocked. Now it is. It is on the plains. It's in Jordan Hare, and it's that's a tough place to play. Uh, but I just. I don't. I don't see it being close. I, I like Georgia to cover. I like Georgia to win. I got like five picks to spare between me and Zach. I'm going to pick Auburn. I mean, it's at home. Bo Nix is fired up. He's trying to split. He's trying to split from Riley. I like to pull ahead here. Yeah, or you're going to be down two, and you'll be swirling with me. Um, All right, North (laughs) Texas, Mizzou, real barn burner of the SEC schedule this week. Uh, Mizzou is kind of deflated right now. They need this game. A uh, good tune-up game middle of the season after sure. two tough losses. Bazelak needs to get back on track and quit turning the ball over. Hopefully that burp gets on uh, gets on there so all the fans could hear that. Uh, I can keep but, it for yeah, you. Yeah, he just needs to get back on track, man. This is a perfect <laughs> opportunity against North Texas. Uh, Mizzou covering. I don't even know what the coverage is, but they're covering. 19, it's ni- 19. Yeah, cake. They're covering. I've got Mizzou winning, but North Texas, the green machine, covering. I, I think Mizzou wins um, 14 to 17 points. Uh, I don't see them just turning around and getting fired up after getting their tail whipped by Tennessee for a UNT game. Uh, but might be wrong there. But I got Mizzou winning. That's all that matters in the swirly slate. So, Yeah, Mizzou's going to win for sure. Um. All right. <laughs> Last one. Uh, I think we're going to be split on this one. I don't know if it's going to be unanimous, but we got uh, the Rammer Jammer Yellow Hammer Alabamers versus uh, the Yell Leaders of Texas A&M College Station. And like we said, dude, Texas A&M's really good this year, so I think they might be able to upset. Just kidding. Alabama's going <laughs> to destroy them. They're going to pillage and burn the fields when they leave. It's going to be a real Viking storming Normandy type deal. Um, Bama's the bloods will be covered. The blo- or the fields will be covered red with Texas A&M blood. Bama roll tide. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to go with Alabama there too. But I mean, I don't think there's going to be much pillaging. Maybe they're going to stop for some Chick Fil A on the way back and the tour bus, but. Uh, yeah, Bama for sure. There's, there's no doubt they got this in the bag. I think that it's going to end up being uh, – Alabama's going to win. I'm going to say that up front so you can go ahead and write it down, Zach. But I'm going to tell you right now that after a game like this against Ole Miss where they had everything ready, traveling to Texas A&M who just got deflated by Mississippi State who they didn't really care about to get up and ready for. Yeah, they wanted the win. A&M is kind of like Auburn in the sense that they consider a successful season every year if they beat Alabama. And uh, so this is the game of the year for for Texas A&M. I, I think that 
Texas A&M has a lack of offense. They don't have a quarterback that can pick apart or play well enough to beat this Alabama defense. But I also think that this Texas A&M defense shuts up Alabama's offense pretty good. I don't think Alabama runs the football nearly as well as they did last week or any game leading up to it. Uh, I think Alabama's offense finds a struggle early. I like the under in this game, and I like Texas A&M to cover the 17.5 points. I think that this game ends up being a 28-14 to 14 game Alabama wins. Um, I just don't think their offense is going to be able to explode. It might end up being 7-3 to three at halftime, honestly. I, I could see that. All right, so, we're going to remember it. And when it's not that, I'm going to bring it up next week and be like, hey, uh, weatherman, it didn't rain. Yeah, I hope you do. I hope you do. <laughs> you haven't had to bring anything else up yet all year. Hey. Hindsight 2020, armchair quarterback. <laughs> You're wrong. Uh. Yeah, call me out, armchair guy. Well, everybody, thanks for sticking with us, hanging in there. Not the most entertaining of weeks with no guests, but please follow us on all social media and give us some recommendations on people we should try and get on the show with ties to the SEC. Um, so reach out to us. Again, that's SECQB presented by Believe. Thanks for listening to us and we'll see you next week. Let's go watch some American football. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.